Blog Talk Radio. There it is. You're listening to Soulful Connections with Sam Black. Here, you will find opportunities for healing, renewal, and insightful conversation. Sam is an international psychic medium, trainer, and wellness coach, and is your answer for filling the soul. Good afternoon and welcome to Soulful Connections and I'm your host Sam Black and I am so excited to spend this afternoon with my best friend, my fellow coach, Jolie Engelbrecht, all the way from Regina, Saskatchewan and today we are going to be talking to you all about consciously envisioning your 2019. So welcome, I'm so glad you're here to join us. We're also on Facebook Live so if you're on um, Facebook you can head on over to my Sam Black Coaching Solutions page. You'll be able to see our beautiful faces there um, and hang out with us online as well as listening to the podcast. So, Jolie, welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Sam. I'm so grateful to be here. Awesome. Awesome and happy new year. We haven't even really been able to chat yet. We normally are chatting all the time and it's been so busy. We haven't caught up with each other. We had like five minutes before the show um, so did you have a good holiday? I had a great holiday. You know, um, it's really a great time. We're all caught up in all the busyness of holidays, but you get those gaps of when you can just have some downtime with your friends and your family. Um, not enough with you, but other people for sure. But we'll just get back into our routine of talking often, and that will be great for both of us, I think. How awesome, you? awesome. It was fantastic. But Julie, can you turn your um, your Facebook volume off, if that's possible, okay. because we were getting a little bit of feedback there. And of thumbs course. up from Facebook, if you can hear a little bit better now. Is that there better? There we go. There we go. Thank Yay. you, guys. That's Hi, totally everybody. better. Totally better. So my holidays were great, really quiet this year, actually, but really nice, too. So lots of creation happening for all my fun stuff coming up in the new year. But I got to have that family time that I was so needing. So it was perfect. Oh, good. Awesome. Great to hear. Last night on Facebook, I did something new. I did my um, annual New Year's burning on Facebook Live, which was so much fun. We did the burning party. And so I just wanted to check in. I know some of you listening got to join live. Some of you have watched the replay. Jolie, did you get to do any sort of release work and attraction work for your 2019? I unfortunately couldn't join you last night, but I did do uh, some release work, actually, which was great. Um, and, and, you know, put some intentions in place for 2019. Yeah. That's so awesome. So tell me about your process. What did you do last night? Or the night um, before. Yeah, I did a little bit both nights, and I'll continue. I usually do some for the first week or so of the year. Um, so what I did is I j- did some journaling um, and talked about what I want to release. And actually, I had my own little burning party because when you release something, it's nice to just let it go off into the universe. Um, so. I came up with three main areas I wanted to release some stuff uh, in, and it is, uh, it's really great to be able to do that. 
Oh, that's so awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I tend to, you know, I don't just do it at New Year's. Um, I'm a big one. My New Year, I don't think really is January. (laughs) I'm one of those ones that I think my New Year might be stuck partly in my academic brain of September and then a little bit, you know, closer to February. Usually January is a settling month for me, not really a get going month. Um, but this year's a little different. So, yeah, I, I tend to space it out. I do it often. And, you know, sometimes I do the burning throughout the year, too, wait for full moon or new moon or whatever the case might be, and do my burning ceremonies then. So it doesn't have to just be on a specific day. We get anchored in these days, but they can really happen and at any time we need a release. They sure can, for sure. And that's, you know, the, the joy of doing things like workshops and, and stuff where you're with other people or full moon ceremonies and allowing yourself that renewal anytime because a new year starts every single day. That's right. And it's so important to remember that because we're not just stuck in the calendar year. We really have that, you know, was that every, every year book has 365 days in it, 365 pages to write something new. I saw that a lot this, this week and absolutely, you know, there's so many different opportunities and I love that perspective of it doesn't matter what's happening today because we still have tomorrow and the next day and the next day and we're having a human experience. So it's okay if we have a day that's not perfect. It's okay if we have a day that, you know, we maybe weren't our best because we can just take a step back and take the learning that we need to learn and grow and start over. So it's fantastic. That is so true. So true. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the, the neat thing about knowing that, the start of the year just isn't at one time a year because every day is a brand new day. Every day is a brand new choice. And sometimes you have to make that choice, like the choice of who you're going to be in a day, 46 times in a day, right? We, we've all had bad days. And uh, sometimes, sometimes we make that choice one first thing in the morning and it does us, but sometimes you just have to stop and take a breath and, you know, pace around a little bit and make that choice again and again and again. And uh, the good news is that there's no limit on how many times we can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for you, Jolie, when do you know it's time to release something? What are some of the signs that you get from your body, from your higher self? When do you know it's time to let something go? Um, you know, that's a really good question. I think for me, like when I start getting anxious, and we, we hear so much about anxiety these days. And sometimes it's just a reminder when you get like tightness in your chest or you're not maybe sleeping as well as normal or, you know, you're just, you're, you're getting sick. Um, lots of times that's, that's just an indication of your body saying, hey, like, let's do something here. What, why are you not taking proper care of me? Let's do something to uh, get rid of something or add something in that will help you live your best life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had the weirdest experience happen, and I think you were with me when I had my aha moment about this, but I was doing some freelance work for a while, and although I loved the work, it didn't quite fit. And it was so weird because every time I would go to do that work, I got a wicked cold sore on my lip. They would come out of nowhere, and it was every single time. And I was like, what are the chances that every time I go to do something, I'm getting a cold sore? And it wasn't until I released that work and I let it go and said, you know, um, although I love it and I'm grateful for it, I'm letting it go. It's not a good fit anymore. Cold sores went away. I haven't had a single one since then. 
<laughs> it's so that amazing. Right? But our body's constantly talking to us and giving us those signs and letting us know when it's time to let go. So definitely that tenseness in the stomach, you might get aches mm-hmm. and pains, you might repeatedly yeah. have a belly ache or indigestion, things like that. Um, and they're all signs from our body. So how about those emotional signs? What are some of those signs that you get um, when you know it's time to release? Um, I think like for me, it's, it's, I start to get headaches and that's a physical sign as well. Um, and I just get so full of clutter that I just, I can't even settle. So emotionally, I might be more um, apt to get upset faster or, um, or, or just even get emotional faster if I'm not letting go of the stuff I need to let go of. Yeah, it must be us water signs, Jolie, because in the same way I get emotional. That's my big thing. Um, you know, I, I will. I'll just start to get emotional. I'll be like, okay, I'm re- overreacting maybe a little bit right here. There must be something here that's hanging on a bit too tight. One of the things, too, that I teach um, in my shocker class, too, with respect to the heart chakra. So the heart chakra, as you know, is all about release, forgive, love, reciprocal relationships, and all that. And one of the signs that I've found over and over and other practitioners have as well is carpal tunnel, having a connection to that hanging on too long and not releasing. But think about it. So just for fun, Jolie, because we're on Facebook Live, everybody can see us. Everybody hold out your hand for a minute and hang on to something as tight as you can. So grab onto just your imaginary rope as tight as you can, as tight as you can, and notice where is the strain coming on your body for hanging on? Can you feel what muscles are being worked? Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel which muscles are hey, getting a little numb? <laughs> now let go. Now let go. Isn't that interesting, right? People think, so, what would the carpal tunnel have to do with the heart chakra? It has to do with energetically hanging on too tight to something and not releasing it. Can you imagine hanging on to something with our hand like that for years? Old grudges, pains, things that we just didn't let go of, and imagine all the strain that that would hold on our energetic body. It's just crazy, right? But it happens. It happens right. to all of us. So so that's what that's all about. It's that releasing. So the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual all coming together and letting us know and now going on to that mental piece, because we know we need to heal at three levels, what are some of the mental signs you get? Aside from the headache, because I think the headache really overlaps with that mental piece. What are some of the mental it signs does. you get when you know um, you're ready I to think release? The biggest, the biggest thing is I know that I start to get memory gaps. So, you know, where, you know, my kids are like, hey, mom, don't you remember I told you this? And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't because they're teenagers. But the reality is I usually have really amazing recall. And so when I start to see myself um, having gaps or not remembering numbers, things like that, then I, I know that my stress level is up higher because it, I just don't retain the same. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we'll notice things like sleep issues, um, mm-hmm. too much dreaming, Good sign that's time to let something go, or maybe even no dreaming at all. Another big sign that something's not quite connecting there. So that's always a lot of fun. So New Year's is a great opportunity to figure out what are the things in our world 
that are causing us to feel this way? What do we want to let go? And that's how we spent the first half of our burning party last night was just with everything people were wanting to let go. And then the important part is to replace it then with the things that you want, the things that you love, the things that bring you joy and happiness, because that's what this life is all about. So, so Julie, so for true. you, for this 2019, what are some of the things you decided to let go of from 2018 that you just don't need anymore? You know, um, I had three major areas that I decided to let go. Um, number one was clutter. And there's three types of clutter, environmental clutter. So the stuff around you that you just accumulate, right? Like you can not be a shopper and not be a buyer and still just accumulate stuff. So one of the nice things I like to do is let go of clutter, especially at this time of year. But really, it's good to try to do it often. Um, the second type of clutter is digital clutter. And, you know, we all have so much digital clutter these days. I looked at my iPhone the other day and I had something like 13,000 emails. And so one of the things that I did is I went in and I, I deleted, like, I can't tell you how many emails. But I also took the time to unsubscribe from a lot of things that you kind of gather during the year. And I was talking to another coach, um, Elizabeth Telesnikori, last week, and she was so wonderful. And she said the, the best thing that she's ever done is actually uh, committed to unsubscribing from one thing a week. So that helps with the digital clutter. And then the, the other thing that uh, I wanted to let go of is mental clutter. So mental clutter is things like, you know, your monkey mind going, 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 going. And so I do that a few different ways. Um, I increased, uh, I tend to meditate, which is so good and gets so much easier with practice. I mean, you'll be able to tell people that for sure. Yeah. The other thing is I got back to writing and journaling and um, that allows you to let's, you know, I always say when I have a list and my mind is going at night, I just get out paper and write it out because the list can take care of it until morning. Um, and then my brain doesn't have to try to remember what it is. It just allows the, the paper to take care of it until morning. Um, and that lets go of a lot of mental clutter. And then I recommitted to making sure that my calendar is right up to date because, again, that's less stuff I have to remember personally if I know that I've always written down or always typed in or made sure my calendar is fully, fully up to date. So those are the ways that I let go of clutter. Awesome, awesome. Yes. So what would you say is probably like the one limiting belief floating around your monkey mind that you just let go of because I know if you were experiencing it, probably I was and definitely other people listening. So what's that one limiting belief that you just said, you know what, you're not hanging around for 2019. You're gone. <laughs> well, actually that's number two on my list. It's the need for perfection. <laughs> so awesome. um, that's one thing that is such, I mean, it's such a time killer. Sometimes you just need to get it done and it doesn't need to be perfect. I'll, I'll just tell you a little story uh, and you'll appreciate this from, uh, from last week, actually. So in the fall, actually, Sam came with me and we both certified um, as NLP coaches and practitioners and we certified with hypnotherapy. 
And there was a piece of this, some timeline therapy that I had not actually, um, although I had done all the practice and all of the stuff to get my certification, all the pre-work, it was a lot of work, that course, but awesome. Um, I had not actually, and I have a waiting list. I kept thinking, oh, I have to get all my ducks in a row and have my office perfect and have, you know, have everything ready so that I could do it perfectly. And it was so funny because I, I, I took this week uh, off so that I could do some of those things together, the perfect. And I was dropping some kids off and I got this message from a friend of mine and I had agreed to do some timeline therapy. She was on my waiting list and she just, she messaged me and said, Hey, let's go for coffee. And she sat me down at coffee and she said, when are we going to do this? I am so ready to pay you for this. I'm so ready to do this. And when are you ready? And I looked at her and I went, how about right now? And I didn't have anything ready. Um, so we went to, uh, to an office that I use, uh, to meet clients and I literally printed off just the bare minimum of what I needed with screenshots and in five minutes sat down and went and did the stuff that I've been putting off because I needed it to be perfect. And you know what? Can you guess how it went? It friggin' rocked. That's what I'm guessing. It friggin' rocked. Yeah, it was, it was so good. It was one of those things that, you know, I, I felt like I had been doing it for years and years and years. It comes very naturally to me. And the thing about that type of, um, type of therapy is that it's really, it's, it's a science, but it's an art as well. And there's stuff you just can't be ready for. And this particular client, and she won't mind me saying, is not the type of client that stays like on script at all. So, I mean, she went off into left field immediately and um, it was easy. It was easy. And I, and you know, then you look back and you go, why did I feel like I needed to be perfect before I even started? Because it was way less than perfect, you know, conditions, but I just like stepped off the, the cliff and it worked out amazingly. Oh, so, of course yeah, it made me super happy. Yeah, of course That's it did. so awesome. And you know, that release of perfection, um, we had an experience that this show was supposed to start today at four. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not really sure still what the issue was. We just unplugged things, replugged them in, and bam, it worked the second time. So I'm just trusting more of you were able to be here at 4.30 than at 4. But it happens, Perfect. right? And when we try to put so much pressure on and we forget that we're just having a human experience, have some fun with it, it can prevent us. It can become a great big log in the middle of our path that we don't know how to get over. But if we can have fun with it and just go, okay, it's not going to be perfect this time, but I'm just going to give it a try. And then that way I'll know better what to improve next time. It makes it so much easier. And it really raises our success rate significantly because we already know what doesn't work. So we might as well just jump in, have some fun and figure it out as we go along. I see this too with a lot of clients when they're launching their websites, when they're, you know, um, starting out their coaching practice or their spiritual practice. We get these ideas in our head that we have to have ABC before we can start. Well, you don't. You just need you. It's all coming out of you. The other stuff makes it easier. It might make the platform smoother. But your essence, your essence is what starts the project. 
not all these other little things. So I love that you raised that up, Jolie, because I know that that's a roadblock for so many people. It sure is, you know, and even coaches. One of the things I always say about coaches is people, people have said to me, hey, are you a coach because you think you're perfect? And I say I'm a coach because I'm so not perfect. I really am learning all the time and, and really letting go of that need for perfection all of the time really allows you to explore more and have more fun and try more things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I always notice because people have said to me before, oh, it must be so easy for you. Things must be easy for you. Well, no, not necessarily because a lot of work goes in behind the scenes. So if you see people who are looking like they've got it all together, they're probably really, really well prepared. (laughs) They probably don't have anything together any more than you do. They just do the prep Mm -hmm. work. And some of us do the prep work beforehand. Some of us do it during, like today. We're doing it during. <laughs> sure, yeah, I learned how to do this Facebook Live thing five minutes before the show. My Austin taught me. But, you know, it happens. And sometimes, hopefully every time, but at least sometimes, after, that's when we can do the learning and go, okay, so this and this went really well. That maybe next time I can do a little better. And each time you get better and better. So I love that you raised this, Jolie. Don't wait for perfection. Just jump right in there. And the other thing is when we can show our flaws and be vulnerable, other people realize that it's okay for them to also be vulnerable. And then, you know, the little facade of, you know, perfection quickly goes away and we can all just be human beings and love each other for who we are. Well, exactly. I mean, speaking of which, Sam said, oh, we're doing a Facebook Live. And I went, ah, does that mean video? Because I just came back from the gym, and wow, cool. Yeah, so, you know, letting go of that, expecting to be perfect or look perfect or have your hair perfect, um, sometimes people are more forgiving uh, than you think, really. So Yeah, and it was so funny because Jolie said this to me. She's like, oh, I should maybe just look in a mirror and floof for a moment. And I'm like, Oh, mirror. Yeah, I should probably look in the mirror. I didn't because I was up busy with other things. So I just trusted that the hair was cooperating. And either way, there's a headset on anyhow. So looks great. Exactly. It does exact everything <laughs> anyway. Even oh, thanks, Jasmine. Beautiful. So, um, oh, you know, you. it's all good. Just show up as you are. It's better you show up than try and show up perfect all the time, right? So what else have you got on your list? I think we did number one and number two. What was number three? You did. Um, the number three thing I want to let go of is relationships that don't serve. And, and you know, that's amen. always a really, How many really tough one. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the, the thing about relationships is we are surrounded by amazing people and we are surrounded by people who are not in the same kind of road that we're on. And, and so you know, watching who you're surrounding yourself with is really, really important because if you if you want to keep improving, if you want to keep um, momentum, if you want to keep that, you know, there's always people who are going to be negative in your life. And, and sometimes we can't ditch them entirely, but we can limit the amount of time that we spend with them and we can limit the amount of energy that we give them. So, you know, we all just went through the holidays, and how many of you actually uh, spent holidays with people who maybe uh, are tough on your heart a little bit? 
aren't in the same space, aren't uh, in a growth mentality. You know, I think the thing is, is we have to just take a look objectively at those relationships a little bit and step back when we need to. Um, that doesn't mean abandoning your friends if they're going through a rough patch because that happens to us all. Um, it just means that, you know, setting boundaries and, and really um, spending your time with people who lift you up and make you, uh, not make you, but like enhance your own shiningness or shininess or whatever you want, however you want to put it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this comes up all the time. I kind of joke with my clients. I'm like, it's like cleaning out your energetic closet. You have clothes that you've been hanging on to since 1979, hoping they're going to look beautiful again. And there's some styles that are just not coming back. (laughs) So we need to decide, do we want to hang on? Do we want to let it go? Are there some outfits you want to save for special occasions? You know, and there are, we have friends that we save for special occasions. It's fun to get together, but that doesn't mean we want to see them every single day. And maybe they don't want to see us every day. And that's totally okay. And I always remind everybody, every single person, even if it's just the man at the supermarket, it could be your bus driver, it could be anybody, every single person that you meet is a teacher coming into your world to teach you a lesson. And you're going to jive with some, and you're going to not jive with some, and that's totally okay. Some people are going to just fall in love with your energy, and some people aren't going to like it so much. That's also totally okay. You know, take the learning from it. See, okay, this person's come into my life for a reason. Maybe you've had four people come into your life with the same personality that you don't like. Maybe they're trying to tell you something, right? The universe is showing up for you every single time. So just have a look and see, okay. Why is this showing up for me over and over again? You know, we see this a lot, Jolie, with we all have friends. You can, you know, put your thumb up in the chat if you know what I'm talking about. We all have friends that have the bad boy syndrome. (laughs) They're like, why can't I find a great guy? Or why can't I find a great girl? But they keep going for the same type over and over and over again, right? Because they didn't learn their lesson. And I don't say that to be mean. I say that in fun because... You know, once we learn the lesson, we'll learn what means the most to me. How do I want and deserve to be treated? What do I need in my life that's going to make me happy? And what do I bring to the table for somebody else? And once you get that self-love and get that realization of what you bring to the table, it makes the right people come into your life. You know, I went through a huge cleaning out my closet about four or five years ago because I had a lot of people in my life that just weren't positive. You know, they wanted from me, but they weren't necessarily giving anything back. And being a caregiver by nature, I didn't know there was anything wrong with that until I needed some people showing up for me. And so as I went through that process, I did go through a few months where I was like, wow, I think I'm kind of lonely now. (laughs) I've cleaned up my closet and there's only a couple outfits left to wear. But you know what happened? It was like an energetic shopping spree. All these beautiful people started coming into my world and now I can tell you, I don't have any friends that I don't want to be around. I am inspired and in awe of every single one of them. And I created that. And you can too. Anybody can. It's just about realizing what you deserve and what you want to bring into your world. So It sure so. is. It sure is. And I think the other, the other interesting thing to look at too is as you raise your own vibration, as you create a more positive life, 
there's also people who will naturally atrophy and and they will leave you because not because you're a bad influence on them, but they're not ready for that kind of good energy. And I used to get really caught up and really um, worried when people unfriended me on Facebook. And I, I really don't anymore because sometimes I'm just too much for them. So sometimes if I'm happy and I'm talking about my coffee in the morning and I'm, you know, talking about inspirational stuff, they're just not in a space where they're ready to hear that. And that's okay because that's where they are and that's their path and that's their journey. Um, and I still need to be who I am every single day and, and kind of live authentically and not worry so much about how, you know, you want to always be aware of how you're affecting people, but if they are not in a place where they can hear um, positive messaging, that's okay too because they, they get to do their own path. Like, it's their choice. Absolutely. My number one saying is, it's none of my business what you think of me. Right? Because I did, too. I used to be like, but I'm a nice girl. Why don't you like me? <laughs> you know, like, why all of a sudden did you unfriend me on Facebook? You know, it doesn't happen often. But when it would happen, I'd be like, ouch, that hurt. But you know what? I do that on my Facebook. I have people on sure. there. And if I don't know who they are. Or, you know, I've added them through business, but we've never seen Dutch. I do. I delete them. It's not unkind. It's just that it's cleaning out the closet, right? And so it's important to not take it personally because you know what? If they need your energy, they will find you again. Before we even had the internet, I, it's funny, but not funny. So I realized a few weeks ago, preparing for a training that I've lived in my house longer than I've lived anywhere my whole life. So three and a half years is the longest I've ever lived anywhere in my whole life. And because of that, I moved a lot, had to meet new people all the time. And, you know, I have friends from when I was six years old. I have friends from when I was nine years old. I have friends from all these different periods of my life before we even had internet. I still found a way to stay in touch with them. So we just have to trust. That even if somebody, maybe they did unfriend us, or maybe we just lose touch with people because it's not the right timing, people come back together. I see this a lot, too, with sometimes um, I'll see clients or friends go through divorce, and all of a sudden, friends start popping up from high school that they just haven't heard from. And meanwhile, they lived right around the corner the whole time, right? And I'm sure you've heard stories like that, Jolie. I sure have lots of stories like that. And, you know, I, I think there's there's something in this age that we're kind of at in the 40-ish range where your kids are growing up and you're starting to look at your spouse and you're starting to really assess, um, do I want to be here or not? And sometimes the answer is yes and sometimes the answer is no. Um, but it, it allows you some room to actually make intentional friendships um, as opposed to I'm always running my kids or um, I'm, I'm only friends with the, the parents that sit next to me in sporting events or, you know, so, I mean, it's a, a piece of this age, but it's also something that I wish I knew when I didn't have those responsibilities where you have to really be intentional and, and look about, you know, look at who you want to spend your time with. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you raised another interesting point. We do get to these points um, and milestone ages tend to do that, or high school reunions, or different events like this, right? 
they happen and we start to explore, is this really where I want to be? Is this what I want to do? And, you know, New Year's is another one of those markers, right? Never, Over absolutely. the last year, is that where I want to be? And sometimes when people have had a big shift in either healing or personal growth or something like that, they do look at their spouse and their spouse looks at them and says, you know, I don't know that this is really what I want anymore. It happens. You know, we have these key times, and my husband Chris and I were chatting, um, I don't know, probably about a month or two ago, and we have like five sets of friends all getting divorced, all, you know, and we're like, wow, like, you know, this is a, you said, this is when the kids are all leaving. Shouldn't they be getting excited about the alone time? But, you know, it's true. Some people are not getting so excited. They're like, um, my husband and I have nothing in common. My wife does all this stuff. I don't even know what she does. Right? It happens mm-hmm. in these partnerships. And that's another part of that consciously creating and consciously envisioning what do you want your relationships to look like for 2019 and beyond? Because each partner is bring 100% to the table. And we need to be aware of hey, where have I made some changes and where do I want to go? And if your path is going that way and mine's over here, how do we still stay connected? How do we still do all the things that we want to do if we want to build a life together, even when our roads are on different planets? Right. So it's interesting you mentioned that because that is part of that whole creation process and being aware of where we're at energetically, physically and emotionally. And where's our partner at and how can we build together or how can we in a nice way decide, you know, this maybe isn't working for me anymore. Um, I wish you all well, love you. See you later. <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be, like some yeah. of our friends have been doing. And, you know, I'm so proud of my friends. If you're listening, you know, I'm talking to you. They've remained such good friends throughout the process, and I'm just so impressed by that. And I think it's so beautiful and wonderful and great on them that they're remembering why they got together in the first place and acknowledging, like, you know, I'm not a 20-year-old kid anymore, but, you know, I wish you well. So it's really interesting how all this stuff does come up during these reflection periods. It does. And, and I mean, that actually brings up another thing that I have been working very hard at letting go of. And it's not just a 2019 thing. It's, it's been ongoing for a while. But letting go of judgment as well is a huge piece. And, you know, when you're looking around and you're seeing these friends who are going through divorces and, and stuff like that, not judging, like taking a step back and not judging so rapidly because, you know, you see people who, for instance, I, I, actually, Sam, one of your students, um, I, I remember you telling me about them talking to somebody um, who they thought was getting a divorce, and they were quite upset about it, um, but the person wasn't upset. Yeah. They were upset, and that was their filter and their judgment on, of, of the situation, and, you know, it's interesting how we look around and... I think that's just, we have to step back and say, hey, this person is in this space and how can I best support them um, and let go of all of our judgments in many, many places uh, in our lives. Yeah. And, you know, I love that story and Jen lets me share it. So I'm so grateful to her because it's not just her. I've had a few other people say to me, oh, you know, it turns out my sister, it turns out my best friend from college or whatever and they take it so personally because their world is changing. And sometimes we, we get the tunnel vision and we can only say, oh, if they're breaking up, I guess we lose card night on Friday. <laughs> well, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, right? And I'm saying this jokingly. Yeah. I don't judge at all. 
as far as this goes, I, you know, it does, it changes your life. So if you're somebody who's resistant to change, what's happening in other people's circles impacts you, right? But we have to remember some couples, if they've decided to part ways, it's actually reciprocal. They're actually doing each other a favor and it's out of love that they're ending that relationship. You know, we do hear the negative stories all the time. They're not all like that. They're not all like that at all. And, and I hear a lot of positive, or at least I have people coming to me wanting help through the process because they want to keep it positive. And so I've seen a lot of success stories with that. And that's why, you know, energetically high five my, my peeps there that are doing a really good job with it because, you know, you're role modeling for everybody else that, you know, that woo-woo word of divorce, you know, you're thinking of Kramer versus Kramer from the 80s or something instead of, you know, two partners deciding that they want more out of their life than what they can give their partner in the time. So I love that you bring that up. And that is a big relationship. And, you know, other ones too, sometimes people say they want to divorce their parents because they have really negative relationships with their parents or siblings, but they love them. They love them so much. So they hang on to these negative relationships until they start impacting their health and their well-being. And they go, you know, through Christmas dinner um, halfway under the table because wine was the only thing keeping them there. You know, you hear these stories. True. And um, so it's so important to kind of have a look at that and, and say, okay, how does that make me feel? Or, you know, maybe when I'm around, you know, that sibling that gets intimidated by you, how am I making them feel? How's my energy? What can I do differently to help them feel more comfortable? It's, uh, it's always wonderful to reflect back and say, okay, check our boxes, what went well. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to say no, True. thank you. You get an invite if, if it's, you know, turning your belly a little bit and you're having a hard time, it's okay to say no, thank you. It sure Make is. sure you know if that one is your yes. <laughs> True. Uh, another area that, you know, we see a lot of, lot of judgment in is, you know, and I've seen this a fair bit, is where people are like, oh, she's taking some time for her. She's taking a little bit of self-healing time. She's going, um, she's going away with the girlfriends or whatever. Um, and judging people for filling their cup. And that's something, if I could encourage people to stop doing, um, literally, uh, it's something that is so devastating to people. They are encouraged to fill their cup and really take care of themselves. And then when their friends look at them and go, Oh, well, why are you doing that? Why are you getting a babysitter? Why are you um, going for a weekend with your girlfriend? Um, You know, judging that kind of self care is almost judging yourself a little bit uh, as well as judging the other person. And, and self care is so important that we should be encouraging it, not discouraging it. Yeah, absolutely. I really encourage questions are wonderful. If you're asking a question for the purpose of role modeling or genuine curiosity, hey, okay, ask your question. Hey, you look so beautiful. What is that glow all about? What are you doing differently? Totally okay. However, if your question is to try to make yourself feel better for what you're maybe not doing, not really kind to put that onto somebody else necessarily. So it's always really good to see too, where am I coming from from this? Am I operating from that place of judgment or am I operating from this place of openness and caring and, and wondering what's, 
really happening. So maybe I can improve my life a little bit too. I know I saw this um, when Chris and I changed our diet around a few years ago, we started eating healthier and it was interesting that people would say, you know, Oh, I can't have you for dinner. I don't know what you eat or um, you know, just things like that. Or, Oh, you made me feel bad because I wanted this for dinner. (laughs) Well, no, no, that's not really the case at all. Um, So it's interesting that's when people's defense mechanisms come up and that's when they can do learning, but it's not our job to teach them the lesson. It's our job just to be there and walk our own talk and lead by example. And when we see somebody really super fantastic, ask the question so that you can be even more super fantastic than you already are. And you're already pretty fantastic. So, you know, it's just really all about raising and lifting as opposed to pushing down And that's really the energy. I think a lot more people are moving towards self-care and wellness and having an understanding of it because we have so many people struggling with things like depression, anxiety, and all of these things that are keeping them from their workplace or keeping them from doing the best job, from keeping them from being the best parent or daughter or son that they can be. And so it's so important to remember and keep an open mind about we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. All we can do is offer love and ask questions when somebody's doing something really good so we can improve ourselves because that's where the magic happens. Improve ourselves, lead by example. Absolutely. And, and then you just attract amazing around you as well. When you feel amazing, you attract amazing. When you walk down the street and you're smiling, you don't know the effect that you have on people. It's, yeah. it's uh, truly, truly uh an honor to be able to improve somebody's day with no effort, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I've shared this story before. I'm going to share it again quickly. We're running out of time. But when Jolie and I were speaking at a conference um, a few years ago, we, um, there was a man in the lobby, and he was a little grumpy. And I guess he'd seen us just laughing about and whatever, and he was all grumpy. Got in the elevator. And we were like, hi, how are you? Chatting him up. And he probably thought we were nuts, but we didn't really care because we were in our own little wonderful world. And um, then later that night, one thing that I tend to do when I travel to cities like Toronto and L.A. is I go out at night and um, feed the homeless, whether it's gift cards or food. And so Jolie and I weren't sleeping anyhow. So I said, come with me. Come on an adventure. So she's always up for an adventure. So that's what we did. And it was pouring rain. (laughs) It was it was not a pleasant January day. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been minus 40. It wasn't. Um, but we were soaking wet when we got back. And we were just laughing and having a great time. And that man saw us again. And it was so interesting because I saw him the next morning in the elevator. And, you know, he commented how it had made an impact on him. that he couldn't believe even soaking wet. We were still having fun and enjoying ourselves. So, um, you know, you never know who you're impacting because, I'll, I'll tell you, I didn't really remember him the next day. And he reminded me, I saw you guys yesterday and, you know, and we made an impact. We weren't trying to, we were just being ourselves, but that's what happened. Yeah. The ripple effect happens. If you just live your life the best way you can, you just be your own beautiful glow. Other people will see it. You'll make an impact just that alone. That is so true. I do remember that well. And I mean, I I know we made an impact on some people who were hungry and cold and wet 
um, that day as well. But it was so amazing to just unwittingly help somebody else right in the hotel. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Julie, um, Love Talk says we have 17 seconds left or something. We're going to go over a little bit. It'll be on the replay for those of you who do get disconnected. But Julie, what is your top advice for somebody who wants to consciously envision their 2019? What's my top advice? Yeah. Um, I, my top advice is to write it down. Write it down. Figure out what you want and, and create a, a vision that write it down and then put some emotion, uh, attach some emotion to what you're writing down. So, like, don't just say that, hey, I want to weigh X amount of weight. You know, talk about how you want to feel, what kind of energy you want, how you, how you present yourself. Add some emotion any of the goals that you decide to uh, bring to the table. And, and when, so when you're envisioning, it's more than just kind of dreaming it. It's, it's actually bringing in all of the aspects. What does it sound like? What does it smell like? How do I quantify it? How do I actually know when I get there? Because lots of people say, hey, I want to be happy. But how, what's your measuring stick? So when do you know you've achieved something? So write those things down as well. Don't just say, I want to be happy. Say, you know, actually list all, you know, what what will make you, what will convince you that you have achieved your goal. Because goals with no end or goals that are not achievable ever are hard on our hearts, right? We want to actually catch ourselves doing something right. And so make sure you get it on paper, make sure you take a look at it and, and make sure that you make it bright and shiny. Absolutely. That's fantastic advice. And you know, the other thing to add to that is find a buddy to share your dream with somebody who's going to cheer you on. They're not necessarily getting something out of it. They just want to see you happy and succeed. Having that support there, whether it's a kick in the bum or a good job, keep going, whatever it is you're needing it's important to have that tribe around you. And, you know, True. on that note, on January 12th, those of you who are here in Niagara Falls or want to come up for the weekend, um, I do have corporate rates at the hotel, so I'm happy to share that with you. We are going to be having the Consciously Creating Your 2019 Workshop live. And then I'm also going to be launching the two, or not 2000, I'll be launching the Consciously Creating Your Life online course that not only includes what we'll be working on but all the previous years prior so it's a pretty popular workshop i do i tweak it every year and all of the resources from every year previous are going to be there as well and that will be up for you next week so i'm so excited so everybody will be able to consciously create and you know it's more than do a vision board vision boards are fantastic but having that emotion and having the action steps to go with it that's what gets you what you want. That's what gets you in that place of success, able to dream and build and build it even bigger every time. So I'm so excited to be offering that very soon. And Julie, how can everybody connect with you? How can they find you? Um, they can find me on Facebook, on uh, Facebook, and then you do slash and Simply Inspired Coach. Uh, Simply Inspired Coaching is my, uh, my business page. 
So you can find me on Facebook like that or JolieAngelbrecht.com. We'll get you there as well. Awesome. And I have put the link in the description on Blog Talk Radio if you're here. Um, I'll put that as well. I'll tag Jolie in the Facebook and Instagram versions. And soon you'll be able to find this on Apple Podcasts as well. So I'm pretty excited to be offering it on these platforms for you. And if you're willing to listen to old episodes from my previous show, you can find that Block Talk Radio, Grounded Roots of Sam Black, it's on Apple iTunes as well. So there's some inspiration there as well. And I know Jolie and I had a lot of fun doing a few episodes on that show as well. So to connect with me, um, I have two Facebook pages. Right now, watch live. It's on the Sam Black Coaching Solutions, and I also have Sam Black Psychic Medium. So those are the two places there. And my website is under construction but will be up within the next week, www.samblack.ca. So I can't wait to connect with all of you really soon. Thank you so much for being on the launch of Soulful Connections. This has been a Soulful Connection with Jolie Engelbrecht all the way in Regina, Saskatchewan. Jolie, thank you so much for joining us. I'm sending you lots of love, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you for having me.